Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, omateo, tonansi, tonato. We start out on this new road. No turning back. But we have our ancestors with us. We're going to continue to dance with them. Dreaming them. Calling them. We are becoming what we were. It is borrowed that Maya prophecies. Seven triangles of light. Keep walking. You are the spirit of Unaku. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unaku. People Jaguar or Fakal are getting back to their voices. They are becoming real to us and speaking to the people. 
people of the 20th century about who built this place and why and what they felt and what they thought about the world. These are not anonymous people anymore. You are the spirit of Unapu. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unapu. Las Aslan Natives Podcast. Yo, yo. What up, Zero? What up? What up, Armando? Before we start, remember, June 25th. Yes. At the Catch One. Yes. Custer's Last Stand. Get your tickets now. Gathering. Gathering of all the hearts. You know, nowadays we have to battle in a different way. You know, we got to come together and be creative. We have to come together and, and trust that... Our ancestors are still there, even though they seem like they weren't. They always lived inside of us. Like <clears throat> Maestro Mazatin said, he's like, there was always a light, you know, it was in complete darkness. Everywhere you turned, you saw the Aztec calendar. You know, it was like, you maybe didn't know what it meant, but it always was there. <laughs> it's like, there, go to eat, it's there, go to your tia's house, it's there. <laughs> it's, go to the store, it's on the calendar, you know, like a regular calendar. Anyways. Um, we love Mazatin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a really good. I, I, I love master right there. I think when when we get to a place where we can just love everybody for what they know and what what their experience is, and not you know get into the form of you know because we're we're critical of each other to the point sometimes it could be detrimental, you know. Right. But here in LA Natives, here at Lost Aslan, you know, you find yourself and you're no longer lost, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you come into the 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 labyrinth of what this podcast is and what kind of information we bring to the community and it's just an honor to have you guys brother the, the you guys are recently have um well let's just say in the past five years right it's actually going on um three years three years so in the past three years you Since guys have we've discovered, done this project yeah you guys have discovered something and implemented something right and that is the sacred ball game of our ancestors i'm gonna tell yeah. So I want to. I want you guys yeah. to introduce the name of your group, who you are, and then we'll get into the conversation. Okay. Fantastic. Um, I'm gonna allow uh, Aslan to do a little opening acknowledgement here. Pieli, Mr. Palos, no toca Aslan. Ni Mr. Paloas, ni Maponoltika, ni Nochimetlen, in San Secotilia, ni Can Ikain, in Kiako Kisese, Tonel Quayotlen, Teshmakake, the way Tia Tawan. So greetings, we welcome everyone who gathered here today with us um, in support of the preservation of our rich inheritance that has been passed on by our forefathers and our ancestors. We greet and we give gratitude to our relatives, the Tongva and the Tatavian, whose ancestral lands we cherish today as our present home. Mm. Thank you so much, Tlaxo Kamati. Thank you. Um, my name is Raul Herrera. I am the California State Delegate of Ahupeme USA. I'm also the vice president. Um, this is uh, our brother Aslan, and he is one of our uh, assistant administrators here in California. And Ahupeme stands for Asociación de Juego de Pelota de Mesoamerica. Mm. So it pretty much translates to Mesoamerican Ball Game Association. And the style of ball game in which we are working in trying to teach and preserve is known as hip ball. There are various types of ball games. Um, we have a ball here uh, and um, that we're going to show showcase in, in a moment, right? But um, 
again, there are different types, and there's at least five different variations. Uh, one, uh, if you go out into the San Fernando Valley, right near Handsome Dam, the Mistecos play a game where they punch the ball. It's a very heavy ball. It's probably about five or seven pounds, and they punch it with a big, heavy glove. Uh, another ball game that was played out here um, among the Tataviem, the Tangva, the Gabrielino is something that they have different names for it too. They call it stickball in English, right? But again, in, in their native language, they have their own name for it. Uh, just like this particular sport itself, right, there is different names to it. In English, we translate that to hit ball, hit ball. right? But in Nahuatl, it's known as ulama or ulama lisli. And in the Maya language, they also knew it as poktapok, mm. right? And so, uh, again, there are different variations. Some you have to hit it with your forearm, your knees, and it goes into a hoop. Mm. So what we predominantly focus on here is uh, hitting with the hip. Uh, those players who eventually get to hit through the hoop, that uh, is a different um, league or rather a different um, um, experienced player, mm. right? Because it's not just about hitting a ball with your hip, um, you know, that is traveling 40, 50, or even 60 feet into distance, but also trying to project a ball that weighs, particularly this one, weighs eight pounds. And so hitting a ball that is going to go up 15, 20 feet into the air with your hip, right, and at the same time make it into a small hoop. Uh, this game, right, is the oldest sport in the world. <coughs> That's it, correct. It is the oldest team sport in the world. It is also the first sport in the world to use a rubber ball. Um, because of the invasion and the colonization of the Western Hemisphere, uh, this sport almost became extinct. And so our association is trying to do everything possible to continue to carry on um, the and sport revive it. and re revive, it, revive it into not only in, in Mexico as it went from state to state to establish delegations, but then it reached out and look for uh, representatives that could represent and continue this tradition in different countries. So currently, we are the largest association, because there are different associations, but we are the largest uh, Mesoamerican Ball Game Association, and we are an international mm. association. Mm. So we have delegations out of the U.S., um, or to Turtle Island, and we also have delegations out in uh throughout different countries in Central America, in and South America, and also in Europe. And uh, the beauty about this is that we're trying to continue to... Raza is everywhere. Raza yeah. is everywhere. Um, and so we are also looking for other Native groups to continue to um, pass down this tradition. And as we establish our delegations... It's very important that we acknowledge the um, indigenous peoples whose territory were establishing the delegation. So we reached out to the San Fernandino Totavian Band of Mission Indians on June 20th of uh, 2019, and um, is when we had our press conference inauguration. And the Totavian um, um, gave us the opportunity <coughs> to establish 
uh, this at uh, a very um, sacred space uh, that is named after Rudy Ortega Sr., uh, also known as Chief Little Bear out in the San Fernando Valley. And so we had this grand uh, inauguration on June 20th because that is the summer solstice. And because the ball is symbolically representative of the sun and it symbolically represents the different cel the celestial movements, right, um, uh, between the transition of night and day, then it gave us an opportunity to be able to use that as the beginning of the longest day of the year. So June 20th of 2022, this will be our third year anniversary. Uh, as, uh, as the delegate, and uh, we were able to establish a, a couple of teams here in California. Uh, the first team uh, was uh, recognized by the city of San Fernando in addition to the Tatavian. And um, we have been working with uh, uh, the local uh, city commissioners uh, along with um, uh, different elected officials in different cities and different states as well uh, because they want to help revitalize the sport as well. Um, and we've had great support with organizations, with schools, with colleges and universities and student organizations like Mecha, Raza Youth Conferences and, and Mundo, Maya. Mundo Maya, you know, who is an organization who we're going to be um, doing our uh, a collaboration with them right uh, soon in August. And they have their Mundo Maya event and they coordinate um, uh, you know, uh, a presentation at the Levitt Pavilion right there uh, near MacArthur Park in Los Angeles. And so there's a lot of collaboration that we're doing at this particular moment, but and we're getting a lot of support. Um, and, and, and the beauty about all of this is that, that people understand the importance of preserving our history, our culture, and our traditions um, in many different ways, as we do today, you know, whether it's through the preservation of our languages, whether it's the preservation of our traditional foods, um, you know, uh, whether it's our arts and crafts, um, uh, our dances, our songs. But it seems that a big part of it that we forget is the sport. And, and right? yeah, and, and so the sport aspect of it gave us another, uh, another uh, opportunity to reach out to people who were athletic, right, who wanted to be able to try something new or experience culture in a different way, right? Um, uh, we have a, a little catchphrase that says, Ulama, don't hurt, right? Um, and so there's a little irony in that because um, it is a, it, it's a heavy ball. And it does hurt and when you're starting out. <laughs> in, in, yeah, it, it could be it, just like anything, you know, if you're a danzante and if you, you know, you, you know how I'm going to dance with, no, no, what I just today, you know, and I'm going to do a two mile march or a four hour ceremony. Well, yeah, you feel hardcore right there. But then later on at the end, you got like some really nice blisters at the end of the ceremony. Right. <laughs> or I'm going to go for three more rounds in the sweat lodge. I think um, we, we, we always since we come from a place that wasn't like brought up in that environment, right. like from the get, like our principles weren't set that we romanticize everything. And 
you know, when you see Danza or when I saw that, I mean, we have Malinali and a group goes there and they practice. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to jump in. It's like, <laughs> and then you're like fumbling over your feet and you're like, wow, I really need to be coordinated. I really, there's, there's something different that needs to be added to just following this romanticized version in your mind. Right. Right. Cause because it's inside of you. There needs to be a connection. Yeah, there's th- that's what we call genetic memory. Yeah, know? it's inside yeah. of you. You're just like, ah, yeah. oh, I, I remember this. It's like going into the temescales, you know, and then you boom, you're just all of a sudden, you're like, this is a different memory. It's not my mind. It's something different. Something inside of me is is communicating together like it, it, it met something else and it completed something. And I feel like that's what they do with danza. And now I feel like this new era of the ball game. Yeah. But we shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> That's correct. You know, that was prophesized a long time ago. And mm-hmm. and um, I, I'm a stickler for how we present things, right? And I don't feel like we're preserving. I feel we're putting motion right. we're back to something. Reviving that, something that can't die. Exactly. You know? I mean, think about it. When we talk about baseball and basketball and, and, and football, it's a game. But when you talk about this game, you're like, well, what does it mean? Oh, it's the movement of the sun and the. T- We're talking about profound things. These aren't you're like talking about mythology. You're talking about history. You're talking about culture, because again, if you go into the pol pol vu, yes, right, you have the hero twins, yes, right, uh, who are playing this ball game mm-hmm. and, and 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 defeating and underlords. And, and it's right. like it, it's right. it's it's. I mean, everything the way we view things today, we have to understand that it's better. It, like modern life is something that's very recent. The United States has not been around more than 250 years. Exactly. That's less than three lifetimes. Exactly. Right? Something that's very, um, you know, very exciting is to understand, for example, the oldest fossilized ball that they've been able to find is at least 3,600 years old. Wow. And there's more than 2,000 ball courts that have been built to play this game in the span of 4,000 years. Wow. So, I'm sorry. So, what do you think the value that we gave this game to our people and, and all the all the historical people of the ancestral lands of, of, of this continent. Right. So when you're talking about, for example, a sport like baseball or basketball or any type of sport that uses a ball, mm-hmm. where do you think it comes from? Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we we give a lot of um, say attention to these big um, events, right? You know, the Super World Bowl. Cup, Super Bowl, all these things. But did you know that we actually had or like the original Super Bowls, the original World Cups were held here and wow. nowhere else in the world? Wow. Yeah. And, and so, like, you have uh, ball courts throughout the Western Hemisphere. The farthest northern ball court is in Arizona. And so uh, we are, you know, so so unfamiliar with what these ball courts look like, mm. yet many of us may have even visited an archaeological site or, um, you know, if you've ever had the opportunity to visit Chichen Itza, that is the largest ball court I, I, in, in, in the yeah. Western Hemisphere. And we mm-hmm. vulgarly call it, look at the ruins. Right? Yeah. You know, because those belong to our, to, our, to, our, to our tatas and our mamas. Mm-hmm. And we a- call it the ruins. And, and there's actually 13 ball courts I- at Chichen Itza. Wow. And the ball courts, um, they had of a very unique shape, right? They may look like, if you would say, like a capital I, mm. right? Um, you know, and and, and so... The, the shape of it, again, is, is two Ts, mm. right? If, if you're familiar with the sim- symbolism or the pictography, right, in, in Mayantology or, or Mesoamerican iconography in general, the T represents what? The, 
standing up, if you would say that would look something that would represent the overworld, mm. right? Mm. And the T going down would represent the underworld. Wow. So again, there's various aspects of duality. That's tough. Uh, whether it's life and death, the day well, the and night. Well, the whole game revolved around the duality of the whole universe. It can be life or death, mm. up, down, good versus bad. And, and unfortunately, you know, when we start to teach and talk about the history, about the the sport itself. The misconceptions. There's a lot of misconceptions. There's a lot of, you know, ethnocentrism is a real big thing, you know, and people tend to view our culture and, uh, and vilify it. They tend to view indigeneity or anything that has to do with being native or Indian, quote unquote, right? And looking at it through a very negative perspective, because again, you're talking about over 529 years, I think it is now, of, uh, uh, colonization. of, of colonization. And, and that has really taught us to self-hate ourselves. And it doesn't help that when we go to the archaeological sites, that the brothers and sisters who are giving the tours, they're glorifying our culture, mm. right? Yeah. With this ball, they used to do this, and they used to do that. And it doesn't help that yeah. whenever we try to reintroduce ourselves or reconnect with our with our history books or history books in general, it, it never fails that within the first five, 10, maybe even 15 minutes of that documentary, they're going to mention several things right. that are going to vilify us. Mm -hmm. They're going to talk about blood. They're going to talk about sacrifice. They're going to talk about anything that it has to do with decapitation, decapitation, yeah. you know, the, the, this person <laughs> dies and so forth. But yet we don't talk about those things when we bring up the Greeks and the Romans. We look at their philosophy, their mythology, their architecture, and their all of this. To their the contributions Their contributions. And it's beautiful, and it's amazing. But why can't we do the same to ours? And that's what we're trying to do, is decolonize, you know, uh, along the way, is to also not just, uh, you know, create free practices where people have the opportunity to learn it. We do workshops uh, that engage people uh, to experience the sport, right? And if that means that maybe you can't play, then that may mean, hey, you know what? Here's the ball. Touch it. Mm. Take a picture with the ball. Bounce the ball, right? And you know now 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 that you now that you <laughs> you know, and I, I get what you're saying, like, but here we are. Our job, <coughs> excuse me, our job here on LA Natives as guests, as a host, as a producer, is to find that root of truth, right? And then we keep describing this. And I don't mean to be critical, but I want to be open right. to reality. Not right? to be real. Right. We call it a sport, and it's not a sport. It's something different. It's not a sport, right? Okay. In my opinion, because a sport came from Europe, right? It has different, it, it doesn't have the end result. When we talk about somebody sacrificing their life or maybe dedicating their whole life to play this one, I don't even want to call it a game. It's something different. I see. I see what you're you coming see? from. When you describe the heavens and the underworld, that's not fucking the winner of a game. That is a road, a path. You, you, we use the, the tonalama to find our destiny. And maybe your destiny was there and you followed this road to this activity. But not a game. 
Because I don't want to confuse yeah, people. Yeah, correct. To be because games lead to ego, games yeah. lead to power. Mm-hmm. Like look, and then and we're only taking modern day examples mm-hmm. like football, right? Power. Right. Yeah. Like I no, can run you so over. Much deeper. I could hit you hard. You know that that's <laughs> right. not and and but we're gonna cross over now and go. This is more violent and and maybe more impactful than a modern day sport. And, and so I think that there's a, uh, how would you say, we're, I, there's trying to humanize this entire experience in the sense of we did have games. We, have the, we had board games, believe it or not. We had, um, this game was played in, at many different levels, right, recreationally. Uh, it was played with kids and adults, right? Uh, women and men played this game. Yet at the same time, there were different um, tiers, if you would say. There we go. Levels. And so these levels also allowed people to play uh, in a way of being able to end disputes. So it was used uh, politically uh, to kind of like, orale, I challenge you. Right? right, and it was a way of being able to figure out, just kind of like the way I don't know. Back in high school, it reminds me of like that to me, right there. Let's press pause. Sounds like a political, political yes use. They, they, right. Again, they they but use. We it have to remember. I mean, depending on the size of the community, right? Because if you're talking to like a small village, mm. they're they've been. I mean, this game has been played all around this continent. Mm-hmm. So we can't also generalize saying that. For some, because the level that you're speaking of, that's exactly what the level was was being played when it was like, for example, with the Triple Alliance. Mm. But at a small village level, they were playing a game, mm. and there is the evidence of that. And especially the the middle sized cities or towns where they ended disputes, or they either played they they played it, you know, as a recreational thing, or when it became something that's very serious with two common states, then they definitely did it to settle disputes. So there were different reasons for playing the ball, different ways of playing the ball, and different levels or categories of how you present the, um, this ball game. And, right. and it's not disregard also ceremonial aspect of it as well as commemoration. As Like we have uh, danza ceremonies today that honor, you know, uh, a particular, uh, again, celestial movements, whether it's the, uh, the trecenas, whether it's the veintenas, um, uh, or, you know, a chilone, or a particular, you know, um, you know, figure right uh the ball game was also used as a way of being a part of um that festivity or that celebration or that ceremony um and again um there are ball courts still today that um that demonstrate that there are ball courts that also demonstrated um that were used on practicing how to hit the ball how to hit highs how to hit lows so not all of the courts had hoops, right? Some actually have rigid steps, right? Uh, some have no walls. Some walls are actually slanted in a, in a vertical manner, and you can actually climb onto the wall, and the hoop is uh, uh, on the slant. So again, so that tells us that the game was played differently, right? Um, and, and again, Central America, Belize has, uh, has uh, uh, many ball courts, Guatemala, El Salvador. You know, a lot of Central American countries have ball courts. 
Uh, and uh, believe it or not, um, in the Caribbeans, they also played the sport, and they called it Baktu. Baktu. And yeah. so we, uh, our association, is uh, actually in the process of establishing a delegation in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of COVID, unfortunately, we uh, plans changed. But um, part of our future endeavors is to establish the delegation in Puerto Rico. And it, uh, knocking on wood, it, if everything goes well, uh, History uh, Channel will document that, and so will Discovery. Super cool. I get it. But even the way you talk about it, sounds like you're being a political thing, like delegation. And, and I get it. Mm -hmm. I guess I wanted to put my perspective into what I'm seeing. I always right. do that. Mm -hmm. you or know? What, the, what the goal should be. Yes. yes. Or, or That's where we're going. It just, it just seems like, imagine today Joe Biden not being so old as fuck, being ripped, smart, strategic, representing a certain whatever delegation, community, whatever it is. You know, we don't know what they used to think. All we could do is kind of project. That's why we romanticize so much. Mm -hmm. Right. And, 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 you know, some maestros go, well, they're inventing things and they're. But when you're left alone for 500 years, guess what? You start to invent things. Mm -hmm. Right. And until you, you find it. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes that inventing becomes something like this. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. so the power in this activity, because I refuse to call it what they taught us. Right. Is a game. Yeah. Right. That's that's my point. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. ah, I see what you I'm mean. not trying to negate anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say white supremacy perspective doesn't really exist in this show. We have to take it beyond that. Right. Don't look at it as the Rams. I want to make that clear. <laughs> you want to you, you want to hit the core. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. I want you to go and just OK now. Oh, wait, what the fuck? Now they're saying it's not a game. No, it's not. But try to, in your heart, in your blood, in your memory, try to remember what it is. And as you're talking, I'm going, this was like a political thing. These were like really smart individuals that maybe kids wanted to aspire to be. Well, yes. And they laid their whole thing on the line yeah, and, and to the point of their own life. I'm this right about this. Yeah, and, that star is right there. Mm -hmm. I'm this right about. Oh, fuck you. You're not right about this. We've been studying this fucking star for forever. How do you give you the balls to say that? I know that that star. Da da da. I'm gonna put my whole fucking life on it. I'm gonna. We let's play this game. Only the stars tell us the truth. Mm -hmm. That's what it is in my eyes. Not. Don't get me wrong, guys. Don't don't start writing down notes and saying that's what I said. In my heart, I could see. Yeah, of course. I mean, if if you really want to consider what this ball, what this activity has done to, so, to, to societies, you're talking about thousands of years worth of societies, how it has shaped, you know, thinking, philosophy. I mean, there's more artwork of this ball game than there is of anything else. Right. So it's highly course, documented, highly documented. And just the depth of what the value and the meaning this gives right to all these different um you know, nation society is very deep. So that is the, the end goal of, of what our association is. Number one is to start establishing little delegate like teams and then delegations of, of each state and then provide um, just just like there are little leagues of basketball and soccer, everything. This mark my words, 
people are going to be playing this sport at every high school, every junior high school, every um, park out there. And through time, we are really going to um, we're going to demand for people to see what the value of this is. Well, how it used to be. I just think that one, you can't mess with its math, right? How you play it, right? What certain positions, then when you score, what it means. Yeah. To go back, though, to how powerful um, these individuals were, we'll take into consideration in modern times. How powerful is Kobe's quotes on Instagram? Yeah. Correct. Right? And, and how powerful is Michael Jordan's thing on Instagram? They're like, Matt, they're, they're not even playing the game anymore, and they're still affecting... They're influencing the psyche, mm -hmm. of it. And, and you know what? There were influential players, and there are, um, as we mentioned, uh, you know, stalai, uh, you know, carved statues or on wood or whether Reliefs. on stone, um, you know, uh, amoshlis or books, right? Um, on, on jars and clay and so forth on murals. It's it's highly documented, and some of the people who are being represented on them are um, are, are players. Right, uh, our, our ball players who who were, were really uh, well recognized, and people who may have started off, you know, uh, again playing it recre recreationally and move gradually up into a social status figure, a hero because you could in yeah. the community because that was something that that could be done playing this sport. Um, and one of our heroes within our association is Ar Armando Osario Uscanga, uh, who is our logo, right? He is uh, the logo that we have here, um, made this made out of this uh, particular metal art sculpture. It's uh, actually done by a brother um, who's uh, is known as uh, Manos Mexicas. Mm. So he, he created these designs for us, and we have uh, our T-shirts and our logos are, are, are of Armando Osario Uscanga. And uh, he is one of the co-founders, along with his wife, uh, Reina Puk. And they established the association out of Mexico. And then from there, um, took the sport uh, and started establishing teams throughout every state in Mexico. If you've ever had the opportunity to travel down to Yucatan and had the, uh, the opportunity to see uh, or participate in the uh, in the theater presentation, the the ball game presentation in Iscaret. Yeah, I've seen that. That that's Armando. He yeah. trains those oh, players. Wow. That's our part of ours. Yeah, they that's like the, the ball that, on fire and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they they are they are the the the. Have you seen they, how big the court is? Yes. I mean that's like and just so the so, so just that logo. <laughs> I want I want to add. So that logo is like the equivalent to Jerry West, right? The NBA logo is Jerry, <laughs> yeah, West. Jerry, yeah. Jerry West. Jerry West, a white man, right? <laughs> <laughs> but now he's not. <laughs> he's actually, I didn't believe from. Uh, as we're talking about this, and 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 now dropping in a little bit of salt of that it's a political kind of situation, right. you know, because they have voice, right? These, I'm not. I'm not saying they they make political decisions. Obviously, the Tlatuanis and the elders have that 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 voice. But think about it. This game gets played constantly in this massive continent, and. The cosmos are moving, right? And you're pushing forward something, and you use this medium to push that forward. It's just, I'm just starting to see so much more. Something's going to crack. Yeah, so much more out of this ball game. It's not, that's why if we, if, we, if we categorize it as this ball game, 
in my opinion, right. and start really just losing. It's nothing. It's an activity that we did that calls us to do it, and it comes with strategy, and it comes with heart, and it comes with sacrificing your body. Just like football players and basketball well, players. Too. Another thing is that we do have to also consider, for example, like, you know, exactly how the brother expresses that some of the first things that people start talking about when they first research, like, say, this activity is mm. all the negative connotations, right? Mm. And sacrifice is actually something that's, like, very minimal that happened. Uh. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that happened. That. Yeah. yeah. It's not something that happened all the time and at every nation, every village. is like it, it, it really depends, you know, the time also you're talking about 4,000 years of history. So one way to that scholars or quote-unquote um, colonization has tried to vilify this, this sport or this game has been to focus on the, on the, on the sacrifice right. when it's very minimal. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what, again, we're trying to, the educational component is very important. Mm. You know, when we do uh, um, the, the cultural demos, it isn't just a cultural demo. Yeah. Uh, it does have an educational component to nice. it. We like to do a lecture. We have a PowerPoint presentation. Um, we've done lectures at different, like I said, um, uh, colleges. Uh, we've had the opportunity to even present at UCLA. Uh, we just recently presented at Ventura College and at Mount Sac mm. for uh, a group uh, within the campus known as El Centro. Oh. And they, oh, I heard of them. Yeah, so they do a lot of cultural activities, and it was beautiful. I mean, and so again, that's the importance of talking about. Um, Ulama, and uh, talking about the history and being able to answer questions the mis and talk about the misconceptions, right, uh, behind, uh, behind the ball, behind the game, behind the activity, right? And so, and, and part of also what we try to do is, again, allow people to experience, uh, I mentioned it to before, by having the ball, touching the ball, and taking a picture with it, because this is not something that you're going to find at a local sports store and mm -hmm. find pick mm -hmm. up you know uh in order to make the ball it takes uh, it's a long process it can take up to three months mm -hmm. you know to make the ball um it, and in itself it's in the way that it's made and it's still in a traditional way uh, right and and it's uh it's made out of pure rubber and i'm sure it's from a certain sacred tree it's yeah. like and, everything and, and, and about, it's a three thousand year four thousand year old it, game right the oldest one is what it's uh, the oldest ball is uh, 3600 years old 36 that they've been able to find yeah so I in spanish they they have different names for it right uh caucho you know is a, a name for it rubber mm. right but we also use the word ule well how spanish. do you say rubber in spanish it's yeah, ule, ule right ula malisli. Ula malisli. <laughs> yeah and so Hello. ule yeah uli yeah right and now what ah. right so uh, and that's part of also resisting colonization is that mm. we've been able to preserve um, uh, our languages in, in even within the Spanish, you know, um, you know, dialect because it's really more of a dialect than a yeah. language, you know. Sure. Um, yeah, emphasize Spanish, on that. My Spanish teachers you know, get mad at me with that, mm -hmm. but it's all good, you know. You know, when you greet or you start studying a little bit now, I'll be like, oh, estás, you know, estás aprendiendo, you're learning a dialecto, a dialect, and it's like, no, it's it's a lengua franca, mm. right? That's right. When, when what we speak today is Castellano, mm. which is actually Castellano, if, for those that don't know, is actually a dialect, mm. right? Spain, Spain wasn't even a country when the Spanish tried to invade over here. So it, it's, it's hilarious how they just twisted everything. It was, it of course. They did it like a 180. And they and take and advantage of children. Yeah, and that's and what they do. So. <laughs> yeah. and, and so that's, 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 that's been their game plan since they got here, is mm -hmm. take advantage and fuck up the kids. You know, and right. so we get this. And that's why, you know, 
when the maestros or people from Mexico, sometimes they give us a hard time because we romanticize everything. Why wouldn't we? We're fucking from L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like movies is the thing that kind of raised us, you know, and until we got consciousness, until we started seeking out things. And well, that was us in the 90s, bro. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That exactly. was us in the 90s. I you mean, know, we, were, we were trying to go out there and, and, and you know, and figure things out. You mm-hmm. know, we, we tied into zapatismo. We tied Absolutely. into everything. Anything every, right. anything. Well, that, I mean, because yeah. if you could think about it, for example, like. Mel Gibson did that movie, right? Acapulco, and uh-huh. it's very like Hollywood-like. Yeah, there's so many inconsistencies, so many things that he got, he got it wrong, and when people start giving him shit about it, what do he say? Well, fucking make your own movie. Right, right. he's right. Because, right. right, we have to make we have to take back our own things and make our own things in our own creative ways because right. we seem to like it, and this is the same thing that I have with books, right? I go, I don't read books. I do read books, but I don't put my faith in an opinion written by somebody. I take it as truth, and some books hit me really good, and they change my whole fucking perspective. And I do almost take it word for it because I felt it, you know? Right, because it connected with you. Exactly. And, but then after that, it's like getting an ingredient and putting it into cooking, and then you make your own thing out of it. And that's what I take books as is that you get this information, then you take it in your heart. Yeah. Just like I'm taking See, the information from you guys, yeah. and you go, delegation here delegation there it's like common sense like whoa this was like a political theme right it <laughs> it, it it sounds like a game but no man i would think that and if those guys walked into your village something was up i have to <laughs> add I have, <laughs> I, was like, fuck. I have to add man this is really turning me off to modern day sports man Dude. like since day one zero since i've known you you know sports today really turns you off right yeah well i mean don't get me wrong i was a very big sports fan until i started seeing how it emasculates men and how you project like yourself while you're eating bad food this person's like has zero body fat on him and you're projecting (laughs) your life through him like oh my god he's or we we go to the stadiums and we realize that wait a minute people were evicted from their land in order to to play to play here those doyers so i mean you know yeah shout out to the the three communities that were out there palo verde i think and Mm -hmm. la loma Ah, man, they're going to get mad because <laughs> I don't remember. But we know the stories that all those things as a once you get to be about 35, you start going, wait, I can't just ignore that. That's right. You yeah, know, I, I can't. I have to be more. But then I also don't want to be a, a, you know, buzzkill because 99 percent of my friends and family do do that. And that's what I mean about being accepting of where everyone is at like there's no make sure everyone make sure everyone follows buried under the blue is palo verde la loma and bishop Bishop. that's what it was you You know i always said life is about the connections you make Mm. you know and you can't live your life always being negative always looking at the wrong things Mm. as long as you're conscious about what happened or how things are going as long as you're conscious you know there's nothing wrong for say today if the dodgers is like a freaking team that you really like and you mm. follow them that's dope mm-hmm. but as long as you never negate you know how the stadium was built yeah either that makes a difference a huge titanic difference well this and this is why i love that you're on the show because now we're getting a different perspective about what a quote-unquote game is right right now now it's time for us to dismantle it because it's something more in my opinion well we portray it to the masses for right now as a game but but once once we really met and we started really explaining what it was, like, you know, mind blowing. Yes, I, I have a I have a, a question. Like, you know, games today, I I I would think 
is driven on fans, people going to these games, filling the seats, mm. and looking at these these specimens play, mm. right? Um, how big were the fan bases? You're talking about <laughs> the most popular sport, if you would say. So it's beyond soccer, right? Oh, oh, yes. And so when the Spanish came and they saw that they would play this game for hours and days at a time, they then banned people from playing. In addition to that, they even got so upset that when they played and they realized, because again, you know, that white supremacy, that Eurocentricity, right, that they think that they're better than everybody else, they tried it and it hurt them, mm. right? I mean, I mean, you can imagine, you know, Cortez sat down under a tree and cried, right? <laughs> I mean, imagine if he would have hit this ball, he would have... That's why we say ulama don't hurt, right? But um, the reality was that um, the Spanish disliked the fact that this game was something that they were not good at. And therefore, they not only just banned it, but they grabbed the balls and they threw them into the lakes. Or yeah. not tough enough to do it. That's right. They were right. not tough enough to learn wow. the disciplines. Right. But, but I would like to, to say is that they were so extremely impressed of what they saw. They had never seen that level of athleticism that they write about how they took some of the players and the balls to showcase right to the Spanish courts and the courts in Europe. Mm. And what they wrote is like, man, this, uh, they had, they played with this ball. I mean, the accounts write about how this, this ball was even possessed, you know, just how amazing it was to, to, to watch this, this beautiful spectacle. Mm. So they were really impressed by it. But, you know, once they saw that this had a deeper connection with everybody's, you know, Psychic, like they definitely banned it. Mm. And, and, and the, the thing is that this sport almost became extinct. Yeah. And so uh, there are small families and small uh, pocket of communities throughout Mexico and Sinaloa uh, that preserve the game. Shout outs and to them. Shout outs to them because, you know, um, many of them would play exclusively within their communities. And they did everything possible to preserve the sport. And because of colonization, sometimes we tend to kind of look at anything that is quote-unquote Indian as something bad. So, and the traditional regalia is, um, is, is <laughs> it's this um, uh, piece made out of, uh, well, we have leather and this belt. Mm. So this is what we use as our protection, mm. right? And um, Aslan, maybe you can help me yeah, uh, open this up. And so... Um, the uniform that we wear is very traditional, right? And, uh, and it, it's very exposing of the upper and lower body. Mm. And so many people wearing this particular uh, regalia uh, were felt embarrassed. So many people didn't play the sport because they were embarrassed. Mm. And, you know, esas son cosas de indios, you know? <laughs> and so they were ashamed, you know, shamed into wearing it. And if you look at the shape of this, this is... Um, uh, very uh, similar to the shape of the woman's uterus, oh, because when we wow. put it on, we are actually, uh, you know, wrapping the woman's uterus. Um, it's made to represent that. It's made right. to represent wow. because our society wow. wasn't a patriarchal. And that's society. the egg, bro. <laughs> so many elements that these modern sports can never even come close just to. Come yeah. close to, man. No. And so th this is why we like to talk about it and bring the historical aspect of it, you know, talk about all the different elements to it because it, it, it's like 
the, the body you know you can't talk about the body without talking about all of the different components right. the, you know the different limbs and the organs and there's it's it's complex well, right but but like for me as an outsider looking in you know what promotes modern day sports today there's only few avenues i would think espn right zero right guys mm-hmm. like is that where you guys are are aiming for well, like for that, that type of exposure, we're maybe? looking for beyond people to collaborate, lips. you know, and that's that's where we're really looking at people to help us. Would they even embrace this sport, though? That's they the will. thing. I mean, listen, it doesn't because matter. I would, they, think, I would think every sport right now has adopted this strategy, this history. It's a ball. It's a rubber ball. Soccer right. ball. Volley ball. Basket yeah. ball. That's right. Football. Yeah. But none of it them. Ball. But notice that none of the balls that they created were as heavy or Never. as or as no. yeah. or, but, or but, as but this is heavier than a rugby a bowling ball. Is it is it a ball made? You know, is it a ball that bounces? And do yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's heavy. And does it use two sports? You understand? Like we were the. This f- is like, like a medicine ball. You know those. So yeah, just yeah, people yeah, could get a yes. perspective. Like you know, have you ever a medicine those, ball? That's right. Those. Imagine hitting a medicine ball forty to sixty feet with your hip. Right. Yeah. Or coming at you. You know, like yeah, at and, 20, and, and 30 I would miles think an hour. this ball is not as accessible as like purchasing no. a basketball really or isn't. a soccer ball. Like you if you want to order one of these, where do you go to? You well, can't buy you, it. You cannot. You're, buy you're it. not supposed to buy it. And that's part of what our association is trying to do: is preserve the integrity. And to uh, prevent the um, the exploitation uh, of uh, of you know making things and you know uh, profiting profiting off of it, you know a lot of the things that uh, we try to do is um, we volunteer a lot of the time. Uh, we do it will accept a donation on some type of honorarium because of the travel, because of the time, uh, and, and because it helps us buy the equipment. You know, um, for instance, the things that we have. You know, we make the belts, you know, for our players. You know, uh, we have, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. So we make these belts, you know. Um, you know, they have their stamps from our association. You know, it says uh, CA. This is the uniform. This is part yeah. of the uniform. And uh, and so whenever we do uh, tournaments and we go out and compete, um, you know, we do have, um, you know, the uniforms that are made for our players. We raise the funds, you know, in the most traditional ways that we can. Uh, and, and trying to get you know sponsors, we do accept that. But again, part of that it helps us to get to where we need to go. I mean, wow! Just explaining that. Pause one second. Imagine a village or a community giving you, "Hey, bro, I just killed this deer. I want you to have this deer. We need the skin." You know what I mean? Like the community came <laughs> right. together right. to give the uniform to the player who is doing a political movida or representing something right. that has that is going to affect you yeah. because if he loses yeah you have to do whatever that agreement was in my opinion in in the way the political realm was back then you know no, because there's a lot of people in other words they had a lot of shit on their shoulders yes, oh yeah so why wouldn't you hey bro i made these nice chunklas for you bro like here it is dude. <laughs> so not only that i mean these players reach such a level that other towns are using them like to to settle disputes you understand oh, yeah that's imagine cool. this well, well who so enforces who enforces the rules are there referees okay so we do uh, uh, there are different associations and different associations have different regulations and our associations uh, our association has established a, uh, a set of rules 
um, that uh, the referees have to go through a training. Overseers. Um, the overseers, right? Um, and and what ends up happening is that um, there are specific guidelines, right, as to uh, how to hit the ball, where to hit the ball, what's bounds, uh, what's inbound, what's out of bounds. Um, uh, and in addition to that, how do you earn a point? How can a point be given to the other team because of maybe an error you made? Right. In other sports, you make an error. Okay, it's an error. But when you make an error within the game, the other team gets a t- gets a point. Right. Uh, if you uh, make the it's it's a it's a it's a game that also has to do with almost um, kind of going beyond the boundaries of the other opposing teams, you know, goal area, if you would yeah. say. It's like the ball, you know, represents kind of like the will. And the whole team, if it's your team, you're moving your will towards the other team's um, um, area. And say if you pass that area, you pretty much get three points as opposed to one. And yeah. you have to reset it, right? So it's kind of like a, a movement. So it is a point system. It is, it is a, a, a score system. system. A, score. a score system. And, you know, the, again, if you get to watch, uh, you know, animated films like El Dorado, they, they, they kind of, you know, take a play on that, you know, talk about, you know, taking tallying on points. So there are people that, who are taking points on both ends, right? Um, they're focusing. So you do have multiple people keeping scores and, and then jotting down the points and then the points. And what does the point go up to? or um, they, The points can go as high as you can. It's by time frames. Well, off time. air, you did mention that some of these games went on for days. Yes, they yeah. could go for days, right? Um, for instance, they could probably have like a set of points that are limit. Let's say the first one to get to point, 50 points, let's just say, mm. right? And if you, you establish that point system, then, okay, we're going to play until 50 points. But if you're that good and we're that good, right, well, we might not get to 50 points very quickly, mm. right? you see? That's why those hoops were also added because sometimes it just took so long that it's actually um, it, making the ball inside one of the hoops was so impossible that if you were to do it, you automatically win the game, Wow, right? Because it's so hard. I mean, you've been to, to some of these ball courts, right? Yeah, and yeah. you have this hoop that's, I mean, look how heavy it is. And yeah. imagine, like, hitting it up there and actually making that hoop. The and, momentum and, and, and you chichin. need yeah. for something that heavy to and, go that high. And the accuracy. And is, it's about 20, if I'm not mistaken, it's about 20 feet. Up yeah, it's air. high. It's high. It's not like, a, it's like a two basketball courts, <laughs> you know? Wow. And it's not a big hoop either. It's no. pretty yeah. small. Exactly. And basketball cannot tell me that they didn't pick that out as an influence. Well, you, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you Books this. Canadi- Ritter, Canadians actually dislike the fact that, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, John Leguizamo, he's, uh, um, he's had the opportunity to follow us, and he brought it up at one time in, in his page, and a lot of people, Canadians, really started attacking him and started saying, Canadians invented basketball, you know? It is documented and proved, but yeah, we invented the first hoop ball, mm. you know? Uh, and so, you know, and those are things that a lot of people dislike that when we say we invented the first ball game, we have because now we're bringing these facts right. and, you know, because many years we kind of just didn't say anything, you know, we, we've kind of been very reserved about, you know, our history and our culture, because again, it was unfamiliar to us, but as we are, um, you know, uh, reclaiming our history, our culture and our identity as native peoples, you know, uh, you know, that's part of, you know, bringing it into, in, into the light. And so um, this sport, I mentioned several times already, it almost went extinct. And in 1968, uh, Mexico hosted the Olympics, 
Yeah. And when they opened up the Olympics, and keep in mind, you know, the uh, uh, October 2nd, 1968, was a massacre of Taltelolco. Mm-hmm. Right? This was the second massacre there, you know. Um, this is the same Olympics where um, you have athletes who, who honored and, you know, had all power to the people, uh, you know, the and Black stood Panther, there, yeah. Black Panther brothers. And so um, it, it was a very, you're talking about 500-plus students who were murdered and massacred, including uh, children as well. And so as the game, or rather the Olympic Games opened, right? The initiation. The initiation guess what? What did you hear? Dun, 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 dun. You heard the drums. And guess what? The light comes on, and you see people playing this sport. And it is televised for the very first time in thousands of years and it's introduced for the first time right to, to the, the world. world to the world and this was and to the point that there's actually coins there's silver coins 1968 they were made that year they're made here and i should have brought my bracelet because i usually carry my coin on uh, around my um, around my wrist in a bracelet and so they're out there right uh they're silver coins it's i think it's only five pesos but it's pure solid silver Right, I mean, the coin itself, uh, uh, monetary-wise, doesn't have that much <laughs> economic value, but it's silver, so you know the mineral itself does. Mm. You know, symbolically to us, it does, right? And so, um, again, this is something that that inspired a whole new generation uh, of athletes and, and and people who wanted to preserve uh, the history and culture. And again, um, you know, many people did that. And again, in, in Sinaloa, in different states, and mm-hmm. also in the Yucatan area. And so uh, now, if you go to, um, you know, Quintana Roo, um, you know, in, in the Yucatan uh, area, Ishkaret is one of those Mecca places that displays um, the game uh, to thousands of people, uh, possibly hundreds of people on a daily basis, Right. And so we are very fortunate enough that we've been invited um, this year to compete uh, at an international tournament. And we are taking our teams, uh, players, to go play uh, this tur- at this tournament and Ishkaret at that ball court. And so that is a very, um, that's a big honor, right? Um, and it, it, sometimes it can be very emotional because we're a very young uh, team. Uh, our delegation here in California, like I said, is is, is three years. But well, we, we say we say three years, but really the activity wise, I mean, we got slammed with the pandemic, and we we really lost like two years, mm. right? So activity wise, we've we've only really been at it for a year, mm. right? Even though we established it three years ago, mm. and we've done all uh, we've done all kinds of different activities. We have. Um, you know, uh, presentations, we go to schools, we even go to middle schools, you know, um, I'm an educator. uh, And so I work also for LA Unified School District. And I am also a college professor. And so I work at different campuses. And so as uh, as I'm teaching at whether it's ethnic studies or in Chicano Chicana studies, um, you know, part of, you know, the objective is bringing it into also the curriculum, introducing it into the curriculum. Right as uh, as a sport that is no lo- is not extinct, right, and, and then not only that, but also working with student organizations like El Centro or Mecha, and then giving um, the opportunity, given the opportunity to then present to their students. We've also worked with uh, middle school teachers um, who are uh, every year uh, middle schools have, especially eighth grade and seventh grade, have a section on Mesoamerica. 
And this is the only time uh, that students are ever presented anything about Mesoamerican history or culture, right? And so they only talk about, quote-unquote, three civilizations, the Aztec, the Maya, and the Inca. And again, even though the terms um, for these particular um, civilizations are inaccurate, right, the Mexica, yeah, Maya, but also the Quechua people, right? Um, they don't always present all of the historical truths, right? right? It's like when you open up European books, you know yeah. about like every single century, every single nation, every si- and they don't do the same for us. Wow. Yeah, shout out to it. everyone in the chat. Shout out to Rudy. Shout out to Elizabeth. They'll never do that for us. That, and so it wasn't meant for them to do that for us. We have to get we, that to our head. Right. Is and, that and they're never going to go, hey, you know what? You were really brilliant. And you guys were <laughs> far time, far more advanced than we were. You know what? They... You know, and just to clarify something, they did actually when they first, you know, would meet certain nations. They did at the beginning, and they were right about how beautiful and how amazing, you know, and how advanced certain societies were. But after they were done doing their 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 invasion, right? Then they started changing the books. They started, you know, switching everything that they wrote about. Because what what did the Spanish write when they first came into Tenochtitlan? They say, "Wow, beautiful place, beautiful place. Things we have never seen, much less dreamt about." Right. Palaces and courtyards with such splendor and cleanliness we have never even thought about. Guys, just real quick, we are peaking right now. For everyone tuning in, this is such a great explosive episode, guys. <coughs> right, Zero? It's important because yeah, no. not, only, not only that the the resurgence of what Danza did, but I feel like this ball game is gonna do the second wave of that. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? The second wave of danza, you know, where people got into danza and and now they're going to get into this ball game. And, and, that and I think if we could get it right in terms of what the perspective is, mm-hmm. because how you how you explain it, it's about a community and a representative or or game players from that community. And then you say, well, that community like you like you guys are doing, you providing the uniforms, you're providing things i can imagine the community and leather makers and and, and that's where yeah. we're trying to collaborate and that uh, you know i want to give a couple of shout outs here to again manos mexica who, who help us out with the, the these would be our future trophies right oh. um, so th- this is something that what we're looking at i just at want is, that for my house like i can <laughs> buy that just right so shout out to house. the brother you know uh, cuz that's what we want to be able to do is offer these as as trophies. Uh, or that or logo couldn't be better, right, Zero? It's yeah. amazing. And it's by the founder of Ahopeme. Yeah, yeah, and and so uh, another uh, another brother I want to be able to shout out to is uh, Masatli Footwear mm. uh, because we are collaborating. Uh, he, and he's, you know, making these gachlis, you know, and making, uh, you know, these shoes. And we uh, are trying to collaborate in trying to look at, you know, um, uh, pre-Columbian, uh, you know, hieroglyphs, uh, statues, and and images of what the catlis sh- look like, right? The shoes. So he's trying to help us in trying to create. A, he's actually designed a prototype. Nice. And so we're excited because hopefully this Saturday we get to see the first prototype oh. and we get to put it into practice. And it, it's going to be a, a particular shoe because we don't want to be, you know, rolling out there in you know in a pair of um, you know sneakers. When we do demos, you know, we want to be as traditional as possible, but yet at the same time, we want to be able to collaborate with with other um, creative minds. Right. You know, well, see how the NBA convinces kids to buy Jordans or to buy Kobe's or to buy LeBron's just because of this game basketball, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Zero, yeah, 
Right. And this is a little deeper than that, just because it comes with like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming everything about it. It's like rubber, leather. You know, I'm assuming that the, the shoes are going to be leather. Oh, some rubber, sort. rubber soles on the or bottom. Or rubber, whatever it is that, that, you know, but it has to be in the components of, of what the equipment oh. is. Yeah. It's very simple equipment. It's not very like, no. you don't need big yeah. pads or, as but a matter of fact, it's more about uh, skill. Yes. Right. When we do presentations, um, we do have copilis uh, and we do have uh, regalia, we, the necklaces. You know, um, I get out the beads and I start making the necklaces for the players. That's to give out presentation. For presentations, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, and then um, we've had, um, you know, people help us with feathers. So maybe like, hey, you know, how can I help? You know, I, you know, I don't know how to play. I, you know, I can't play, but, you know, I have feathers. Like, cool. Or I can donate feathers or I can donate suede or I can donate, you know, a, a, a drum, you know, because again, or drum players want to come out and play during the practices or do danza while we're playing because that even adds a different <clears throat> component, you know, because, you know, sometimes as uh, I'm drumming, right, and, and the players, you know, are, are practicing or playing and then somebody comes in, I can't always continue to drum because it's kind of hard to drum and then have a conversation and lecture about yeah. it. So I have to kind of step away. So I'm always, you know, encouraging, hey, drummers come out here, dansantes come out here. You know, help us out. We need people with, you know, who could be the, do the salmador, you know. Or when, like, you're, you know. we're trying to explain something, we have to also see that the ball doesn't hit the children, right? They're That's like right. Around. But, but the, 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 <laughs> you know, it doesn't knock somebody out unconscious. How Whoa. I grew up, how, how I grew up, you know, all these sports emphasized influencing kids, yeah. right? I was yeah. eight or nine years old. I was in the YMCA playing basketball. As soon as I was a freshman in high school, me and my brother Rudy, who's actually on this chat right now, we joined our freshman football team. Mm -hmm. And they tortured us. <laughs> you know, anything we did wrong, go run a mile. Yep. 20 push-ups. Or, or, or hit us super hard, right? Yeah. Like, I can't just... It, it frustrates me so much that a sport like this wasn't introduced to me when I was 10, 12, 13, 14 years old. Like, imagine so, how much so, character. So Even what's your guys' approach on tackling that, like just hitting it hard with the kids, because I would think it starts with the kids first, right? Yes, and we, we actually had the opportunity to uh, work with the middle school in city San Fernando, right? San Fernando uh, um, Middle School, but it it's a, it's based on academy and, uh, and arts. And so again, we collaborated with, with the history teachers and the PE teachers, and then we did a presentation outdoors. And so, but in order you know, not giving them the opportunity to hit this ball because it's too heavy and liability issues. We had soccer balls and we had handballs and we had different types of balls. So all the PE teachers got all of the balls that they could, volleyballs and soccers and handballs. And we had... Uh, Dude, the I, teachers I, were much more excited. Like the kids we, were excited, we, but... We had <laughs> 200 middle school students and they made a video and then they promoted the video because they're like a type of academy media of arts. And then they ended up promoting, and it was fantastic. It was beautiful because they all participated. They were all videotaping. They were all taking pictures. They were students, and the teachers were participating. And that's what we want to do. Right. We want to get everybody to engage proactively mm -hmm. in whatever way that they can and help us. And this is where it leads to, like, right, Zero? Like, the community. Because remember, what would the coaches tell us? Well, if you're good enough, you can go pro. <laughs> right zero well it's such a scam it is a scam. It's such a scam it is a scam because you know you don't really realize like you know how much 
I remember when my kids and I was still into sports and I would put them into sports, how much, how expensive that is. Mm-hmm. It's a very expensive endeavor to, you know, and then you go, well, I want my kid to be better than that other, not, not that I did, but I'm going to hire him to teach him. And, and it starts to become like a financial mm-hmm. burden. Yeah. Um, I, what was your goal zero to, to potentially have them go pro and well, it make the family millionaires? It wasn't my goal to, it was maybe my son's goal because he kept wanting to get better. And, right. and he, in his mind, he goes, oh, I could play for the Dodgers or I could, in his mind, you know, because that's how they get us. You know, yeah. they, 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 they're, but, they're pretty good at manipulating our, <laughs> our. Exactly. But, you know, you mentioned something that's very interesting because you said, well, that was a scam. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of how many parents go through that, whereas yeah. like the kids find something that's interesting. And, you know, you as a parent, you, nobody's a perfect parent. And you try your, your best try to you know edify them you know edify their life but you know what's not a scam is what we did is when we went to this middle school and we came up we first hit them with the story right of like who we are why are we dressed the way we are and then we introduced them to something known as and i'm like this is a sport or an activity that your ancestors said and when we brought out the ball they were just memorized like this is important the fact that they was like this sport belongs to you this culture belongs to you. This history belongs to you. Then they were just like, they were blown away, and, and they were just the questions. They, they they loved it, and that was something that like, it, it was again like like in the nineteen nineties for 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 you know this cultural cultural Chicano Chicana indigenous renaissance that we had out of L A. You know there was just a reawakening for for many people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and for 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 the youth, and I, and it's great because, you know. Uh, I work at different schools, and, and students will come to me like, oh, you're the Mesoamerican ball game teacher, mm-hmm. right? Like, and they don't, they, I mean, that day I was up with my regalia, and, 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 but when I teach at their schools, you know, I mean, I got my fedora on, and, and they, they're just like, they love it because now they want to, they pay attention, and they want to learn, and they want to do well, and they want to demonstrate. We need role models, and we need mentors in our community, and this is, this, this, <coughs> The ball, the game, the activity, the experience is another way of uh, empowering our youth yeah. and, and giving them um, the, um, a sense of identity. And, it's and direction. Up, and direction. It's beautiful. It, it is very beautiful. And I'm very, I feel very honored that I was given this opportunity. Um, you know, uh, Marco uh, Antonio Chavez, who is the national representative here in the United States, established the first delegation out of Las Vegas, Nevada. And, um, and, you know, when this, uh, the opportunity came out and I started seeing videos and documentaries, part of it was like, how do we get that over here? You know, I started asking questions online, you know, uh, and, and soon later I, I get a phone call like, hey, I hear that you're interested. Mm. And it's like, is this something that you would like to do? And I was like, I think this all let's, <laughs> let's do this. Like it was just, it just connected, you know? Right. I think this all happened within like three weeks where it's like he, he he called you out. And I think the following week he, he posted something online where it's like, hey, I think I found like the first delegate in California. And then I hit up Marcos. I'm like, hey, I live in I live in L.A. Like I want to know who the who, who's going to be the state delegate because I'm interested in helping out. And we all met up at that, um, you know, at the, our first event where you, what we did, did we the inauguration at Rudy Ortega Park. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, everything has just gradually kind of come together and. And, and and it's it's a great opportunity to again keep on preserving the integrity of the sport and yeah. passing the history, passing this legacy. I think you guys done it so much already just by 
you know, documenting what you've documented, coming on the podcast, talking about it. It's such an honor, right, Zero, to it's, have them on? It, it is, because I know what this ballgame, in my, in my heart, I feel like I know what this ballgame is going to do from this point yeah. on. Yeah. And, and, and you know you whether people like it or not yeah and, and you know you mentioned I think I, you want to know what I think I think that it shouldn't be sanctioned in any way that it should be this underground thing that starts to evolve it's gonna it's inevitable. it's not gonna be it's I, I wish that it would be like then because they were so sophisticated it it's was inevitable a, it was a certain time you can't deny it you well, can't but deny it's it almost like 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 what gangster hip-hop did to the world. Right. Mm. right? There was a movie called Cumbia. Right? Have you seen that movie? No. It's about these kids. They dress up like like Dodger, gangster, really baggy pants. And they dance Cumbia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know who you're so, talking about. So, <laughs> the Colombianos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a movie about... I saw that and I went, that's Los Angeles culture affecting Colombia. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, and so my point is this, is that... As much as we want to preserve it into this state, which the maestro put all his wisdom in preserving this game, it's going to have that level. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. It's already going to have that point. level. But it's also mm-hmm. going to have a level. Imagine if street gangs. Well, you know what? They like, did. They did. And that's we're something. Like, it's a pussy move to go shoot somebody. Let's take it's, it out of the court. Let's fucking get yoked out. And fucking let's play this fucking game because you could break your leg playing this game. Well, you know well, che- I mean? well like, check this out. I'm glad. Just, and, it and, has and, that violent, grinding connotation. <laughs> well, to look, it. listen, it's not easy. Yeah. This yeah. game right here mm-hmm. takes perseverance. It takes dedication. It takes more than anything, really, like mental and and you know, heart endurance for you to play and the game. Body precision. Yeah. yeah. You need to be ag- agile to get it at one part. Right. That's just not gonna. Fuck you up because so that's, that, that's, that's why here in California we have Tomas Zubia. He is our national trainer. He is the the, the physical uh, physique. Mm. I, I'm the more the the delicate the spokesperson. I mm. come in. I, I do the lectures. And, and I'm just like the scholar. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, part of uh, again what we are trying to do is um, continue to build these bridges with communities. Mm. And uh, and again, it's not just the history. It's not just teaching the sport, but also again bringing communities together. And one of the uh, components within our association is on July uh, uh, is July 17th or July 15th, uh, we are going to be doing a sister city project with some of the indigenous communities out of uh, Yucatan, Peninsula. Yucatan Peninsula. And they're going to be adopted by uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. And we are going to have the city mayor of Vegas, the governor of, uh, of Nevada, and uh, a multitude of elected officials from Yucatan and uh, the directors of INA and different representatives of different organizations meet up in Vegas and because the association, we're trying to create these bridges between the community. And uh, we've had the blessing of getting a lot of support from different organizations and people and i'm very uh, honored and humbled that um general emiliano zapata's family grandson right uh, his grandson jorge zapata salazar has even acknowledged the work that we're doing here in the u.s saludos a la familia zapata saludos, saludos. y que viva zapata cabrones um and so uh, jorge zapata salazar has made uh um you know public um 
recognition. Uh, recognitions about the work that we're doing here with preserving our sport. And, and that, that's, that's powerful. That's, that's powerful. That's yeah. like, you know, it's like if somebody says, you know what, thank you, that's. But once it, again, a political figure. Yeah. Involved with sponsoring this game. There's a lot of undertones, and that's what, that's the one thing that I've noticed about studying our culture and finding that root of truth, right? Yeah. Finding the root of truth is your own perspective and how far you dig and how humble you are to the truth, right? Because it will always remain your truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that some people try to monetize it, but that's not a reality. It's just truth, you know, right. and to, when you've been lied to for 500 years, and you start to live in the way of truth, right? Because it takes practice. You know, when you, when, you know, I studied the four agreements and I live in truth completely for the past 15 years. I try not to lie about anything, not even small lies. And when you live in that manner and you analyze things in a scientific way, you start to see the line of truth, mm-hmm. at least your truth. Because you're, 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 you're. You're constantly digging for the roots, and you're going to find the roots. Yeah, and right. you guys are that. You guys, your knowledge, your presentations, your your things. I personally will always say this. I don't think any of their fucking senators and mayors and what the fuck, they don't even need to be there, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Because really, we're asking for someone who oppressed us for so long and sees some little toy token appreciation or whatever i'm not making i hope i don't offend you no. in that or way. minimize anything now no. no i'm not i know where you're coming from. i'm saying fuck them i'll always say fuck them and they don't need to be there i would rather see this game go wild in the barrios of all the fucking anawak dude where the poorest of the poor figure out their destiny through the stars and the movement of it and a hundred years mm-hmm. from now Right, hundred years right. from now. Right, and, and, you know? and, and you know what the thing was that uh, our ancestors, again, based on resistance, we found various ways to not only resist condensation but also continue to preserve to play the ball game yeah. in our own way. And so, again, we talked about the homies earlier, and and handball is Ooh. is a there manifestation of of the sport. And right you know, the fuck on. So handball. you know, it's made out of a blue rubber ball. Yep, you hit it with your hand. And it is something. Ain't that a trip? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's something that that's that a is version a, of that it, it, yeah, it, it definitely is. is. It's a def, It's a. And there are versions of Ulamalisi. It's a hand a handball that uses version. Uses a wall. That's right. Yeah. So so again, and those, I, I those, are, up, those, are, those are the bridges I want to make sure that What's we that connect. Ma- that game in Tijuana, they have like a big fucking arco, and they're like throw the ball, and it's like it looks almost like the Ulamalisi. Again, there's different versions of Ulama. Yeah. Many different Interesting. versions. I wonder if that's one of those versions where they catch it instead of hit it. It's, I mm-hmm. mean, why would you catch it? I mean, that's some white boy shit. Like, I got to catch it, you know? Yeah. This well, is I mean, more like touching. There, there's some where they even precise, wear a glove. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. they wear a glove and they hit it. They, yeah, punch, they punch it. But they're not the trying message. to catch it. That's right. You know what I mean? They're not trying to hold it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. When, when they throw the football, they're trying to catch that ball, right? When they throw a baseball, they're trying to hit that ball. This ball... That's like trying to catch the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to catch. You're giving it back. You're returning it. Right. This is more like, boom. Like, whoa, it moved right by my constellation. Boom. Mm-hmm. My That's whale's right. driving. A, <laughs> the, game, star. the game of the ball 
is the object of it is for the movement never to stop. Exactly. And whoever, whosoever fault it is that it stopped, that's why the score goes to the other person. So then compared to modern day sports, you have to kick into a goal, the ball stops. You have to fucking cross the ball across the line, the ball stops. Two teams, having two teams. Right. So, I mean, it's not the same is what I'm trying to point out to our audience. Yeah. It's not the same. It is definitely but, a different dynamic. But, but a better, so we can conceptualize it. We'll call it that as a reference, you know, and then 100 years from now, it'll be different. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 100 years I, from I now. Understand, it's inevitable. I you know? understand it's a Mesoamerican sport derived is it for all relations? For the Asian yes, brothers and sisters, it, it, black it, it, brothers and sisters, yes. white brothers and sisters? So that's what I was saying. Like, listen, when something is inevitable, this is what I want everybody to understand. Is like, it doesn't matter how you want shit to happen. Yeah. It's how it's, shit's going to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like whether you like it or not, whether the people on top like it or not. Yeah. You feel me? And we have a lot of supporters that are, quote unquote, not raza, you know? Uh, and, and so and I encourage all races, anything that if it tickles groups. your heart, man, if you want to get into how cosmology works with the human body, how, you know, endurance and that's the one thing about our culture. Masatin says that, you know, the tonal mat does not apply just to Mexicas. No, it applies to everybody. It applies to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But you if, you, if, if you study intelligent cultures like the Mexica. They didn't, none of them say, oh, yeah, the Toltec wisdom, nah. No. Or the Maya wisdom, nah. They, they what? Collaborated. More, more. I want more. I think that was their issue, is they wanted too much. Yeah, the they Mexicayo, knew so the Toltecayo, much. the, all the, you know, they, they put it, they, I mean, there's codices about trees. What is that about? We've only gotten, we've only gotten codices of energy. What about the codices of the trees? Do they have personalities? Do they have stories? How many stories? Trees have been here longer than we have. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of at, wisdom. If you look at the ball game, it's in a T, mm-hmm. right? And That's of right. course, it's the upper world and the underworld. But did you know on the bottom of Chichen Itza is a big tree made out of the, the it looks like a tree. Mm-hmm. It's a big tronco and it goes into water and the top looks like a big tree. Underneath the pyramid of El Castillo, which is where the, the serpent is. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, well, uh, you know, just like trees represent is, is not only the connection of the heavens and the other world, if you really think about it. Mm. Because when, you know, I have a, I have a teacher, uh, shout out to, you know, mi maestro, Malinalco, Martin Garcia Zenyaud. But it's like in life, you know, we live here in Traltipac over the edge of the earth, right? But we understand that there are different realms, mm. realms that even the gods themselves can never rise to. Mm. And there are, there are the roots that we have to be considered, but we are planted here. We have to always be living in Taltipak, which is our home, but we are able to, with our mind, be able to travel to, to the overworld mm. and reach the branches, right, of knowledge. Mm. So trees symbolize also that knowledge. Mm. So, so trees symbolize the connection or the opportunity to understand the underworld, to live in the present, right? And to also reach the, the knowledge of the heavens. Wow. Mm-hmm. You just broke down a tree like natives break down the eagle. How it could fly so high. Why it represents so much. Imagine they erased us from trees. They erased <laughs> our lineage from understanding the trees. And that's why, again, it's very important for us to um, rediscover, reconnect, um, 
and, and do a lot of our own research. Uh, and sometimes that means uh, maybe not p just picking up a book, but going visiting the archaeological sites yeah. and, and experiencing it ourselves. Absolutely. And don't and call them ruins because yeah. those belong to your grandfathers, your grandmothers. Yeah, and they're yeah. still standing. They're still standing. And they're still accurate. Because when you go to Chichen Itza and I stand in the ball court, here's the part that I wanted to bring up in terms of the game, right? When you hit something or clapped, you heard it in a different, like, you heard it way over there. Yeah. And so imagine, like, the acoustics. The, the acoustics of it. And the sound of the smack of the ball and people talking and people trying to disorient it. Disorient it was a you. concert. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was intense is what I'm saying because I just felt intense just listening to the sound bounce off the wall. Yeah. Now imagine the pressure of the commitment, um, the lore or leaders who are watching you, <laughs> who are talking smack probably or <laughs> trying to get you to be this. Because this is... Nothing was harmonious. It was harmonious in its chaotic way. Right. How you survived in the chaos, like you said, yeah, yeah. Is, the, is the true essence of being a warrior, a hero, whatever it is. Well, the whole thing about, for example, the game, the universe about it is being able to give meaning or structure to chaos. <sighs> right? That's why, that's, why, that's why balance came through. Balance is that... that that direction or that will looking for the structure of the of, of chaos, which is that's why it was like good and bad, life and death, you know, all these different um what do you call it like um balances, you know, what was the word when something's different? Duality. Dualities. Yes. And, and duality in itself, uh, you know, when bringing and talking about the sport, uh, even though the concepts of life and death are aspects of duality, um, you know. We try to avoid the word death because, again, it goes into that negative cultural stereotype, you know, that, that people tend to kind of focus on. Because when we do educational presentations, that's one of the first questions we get as well. As like when, again, you watch a documentary, they talk about the gory aspects, you know, the sacrifice, the bloodshed and all of yeah. that. That's something that, did they really do this? Did they always sacrifice? They How many people did? And, and that somehow that's like something that to be talked about you know we had the opportunity to do um uh, as we established our our, our delegation and our teams we were televised in telemundo in despierta america in canal 34 52 channel 7 as well and um you know the, the cool yeah. thing is that okay we got attention here in the quote-unquote latin american television media but when they introduced it you know, they completely disregarded a lot of the information that we gave them. Not, not, not just that, but again, in, in, less, in less than 30 seconds of introducing us, they talked about sacrifice. They go into us. Well, was it them or the producers and the executives well, well, that gave the, them the orders well, to say that? You but, know, but that's probably that's probably again yes. So who are the leaders? Because they're following the script. They're that's following ethnocentrism. You know, that's again where we have a lo uh, a lot of people are ashamed of being you know, uh, or having an, uh, you know, indigenous identity or culture. That's why, like, oh, my great-grandfather was, you know, from Spain or from Europe, had blue eyes and green eyes. That's cool and all. But what about your, your great-great-grandmother who was, you know, a Zapotec or from, from Oaxaca? I know. Right? No que hablar de esas cosas. Yeah, I know. Esas son cosas del pasado. That's like when I past. met, you know, no? when um, the reason I study, I started studying Nahuatl is because I, I was... I was 
all eight brothers and sisters of mine were born and raised here in Orange County. You know, we were born in Orange County, but we were raised in El Defe, in Mexico City, until we I was like about 10. And then I visited my great-grandmother for the first time in Guerrero, right, in um, Paso de Arena, and I met her. She was 103. And she did speak, you know, some of the people there did speak some not what something I've never even knew existed. And after I f- started finding out, like, what that is, I started learning myself. But it's, but it's kind of like the brother saying, it's like, it's something that, it's it's really weird and interesting to know something that belongs to you and it is you, and you never even knew existed. That's right. You know? And and, and, and I think that that's why um, a lot of the ball players uh, from our team, we have also um, made it um, accessible for our children. And so we had reached out to Ajupem in Mexico and said, hey, you know what, our, our youth cannot play and hit this eight-pound ball. Um, you know, can you create a ball that is uh, available for uh, younger kids? So they created a ball so that we can uh, use for children five and up. And currently we have uh, five balls for different size and different age groups and, and different skill levels. And so uh, my daughters, um, you know, they're little, right? Um, my eldest is seven, and she's been playing since she was about four and a half, five, you know. And, and my little girl, she's three years old. And, you know, as, as, as tiny as she was, she went through the motions hitting the tiny little ball. Uh, and, and, and if it wasn't that, then we would grab these tiny little rubber balls made out of air, and we would pitch it to them. But again, it, getting them to develop that muscle memory, getting them to be able to understand, you know, Tomas brings his sons and his, uh, his, team, his uh, sons and daughters who are also teenagers as well, and different players that come from different areas. We've had players that come and visit us all the way from, from not just Anaheim, but all the way from San Diego, and they organize caravans to come check out our practices because there isn't a team or there isn't uh, a space for them to practice this sport. So we organize pop-up practices. So we, you know, ask, uh, you know, people to help us promote it and organize it to invite people. And when we do, when we go, we bring all the balls. And we also bring, you know, light balls, like soccer balls, so that people can play and, again, experience it. Mm. And, you know, uh, we really would like to encourage people to participate. Uh, we do have a pop-up uh, practice coming up on May 20th. Uh, near Huntington Beach. It's uh, also close to Costa Mesa. And um, and so that's coming up. And we have practices every Saturday at El Carrizo Park in Silmar. Uh, and our practices are free. Our pop-ups are free. Um, and so El Carrizo is from uh, 10 to 12, right? And, uh, and you know, we do workouts. Um, you know, when we do have people who can come in and help us up with the opening ceremony, uh, the land acknowledgement, you know, with the drums or with danza, then it, it just makes it a lot more um, uh, meaningful because we want people to contribute in whatever way that they can. Mm-hmm. We've had people bring their flutes, um, you know, and they play flutes while we're, and they bring a PA system. Um, you know, we've had people come in and take pictures and help us in doing that. Uh, um, you know, uh, Edgar Ibarra, you know, he's, he's taking up a bunch of photos. The Ortega brothers, have done videos and little, um, you know, uh, a little documentary of us as well. So, and, and they'll come out and they'll reach out to us. Schools will come out, and and, and they'll f- want to ask, how do we, how can we help? How can we get involved? How yeah. can we get involved? 
or how can we help you to continue to do what you're doing? And that is very humbling because we can see the community um, interested in preserving uh, history, culture, uh, and, and, and this experience is ball game because at the end of the day it's not really our sport or our game it it's the communities yes, right there you go it's for them we're we're volunteering <coughs> our time uh to teaching and you know even bringing the balls all the way from 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 cancun and it's for the communities here right yeah. because el día de mañana tomorrow there are going to be leagues playing you know absolutely playing this game yeah i i feel like it's going to be uh kind of like we used to be kids playing baseball in the street, right? Or basketball at the park. It, I, it's going to catch that vibe, you know, in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. And and it's going to be like, you know, of course you want the ball from the right place, but it's going to evolve too. Yeah. It's yeah. going to evolve too. And, and I hope that, but there's always, like you said, these levels and dimensions, and then you go from playing it in the street or playing it for whatever reason you're playing it for. I mean, it's just a really deep game. And with technology being where it's at, and a 10-year-old can go, oh, wow, I saw that presentation by the brothers, and um, I went on YouTube, and I started just getting right. obsessed with it. And now, now me and my friends are playing. Now, me, now we're you you know, know, that's just getting deep into it. You know, you know, the goal isn't for us to be the only ones, or right. we know for a fact is that we, the way we're carrying ourselves, we are going to be big. Yeah. And... We can be, if not the biggest, you know, um, one of the biggest. But we know that eventually, 20, 30 years from now, maybe, you know, a town in some other state, they might want to start creating their, themselves. But the end goal is for this. They're going to challenge is what they're going to yeah. do. Is They're going to go, we have our side and you have your side. Well, and that's cool. But at that's the end of the day, it's be. like, are they playing it? Yeah. Are, is, is this growing? That's yeah, my question. Absolutely. Right? That's the end goal. Because at the end of the day, um, we're just starting it off, but it's like a baton. So that 50 years from now, we can turn around and be like, we see this being played all over the world, right? And that's that's the pride that we're going to, that, that, you know, that keeps us moving every single day. Absolutely, right. man. And, and, and we feel very honored that we had the opportunity to establish that here in L.A. County, mm. you know, um, in California. And that, um, well, the thing about doing it in Los Angeles is that it gets, it gets proliferated fast. Yeah. You know, if you do the right thing or it gets in the right hands or somebody makes like, you know, I've said this example on the podcast before, but Kane's Arcade, there was a kid that they did this documentary on his little thing and it went viral and now people are lining up over here to play this, you know, little amusement park that this kid built. But what I'm saying is that that's what L.A. does. You know, it, it's the it's the capital of movies. Yeah. But it's is no that, longer it, in that realm of, like, Warner Brothers. And it's more anybody who has talent with a camera. And you're from Los Angeles. And you can put yeah. together a good project. It's going to be seen by over the world. It's so the I, entertainment capital of the world. For yeah. Sure. It's, I mean, and this isn't entertainment. This is just more like medicine creeping its way back into yeah. our reality. It's inevitable, like you said, brother. It's like our ancestors were not weak people. They were not. They were no. they were like wizards. They were ten times more powerful than I mean they they, they were anything but weak. Yes. That's right. And the, and to accept death, right? Which you know the the colonizer distorted for us because we all know that death is just a doorway to a transformation of infinite energy, right? It's just another color of existence. Exactly. We're energy. 
the energy can't be dead. You know, it transforms it or it, contained. Yeah, right. It moves into other realms, or, and depending on how how deep your spirit is and how how well you remember, and you let go to the experience, then there's no need to hold on to this physical body or achievements or whatever it is that not we to be attached. Yeah, we're not attached. We'll never. I can never be attached to my body or my mission. Mm-hmm. I can only experience. My intention, share my love, right. invite my guests, treat them with honor and respect and equality. That's what living in truth does. When you study, the, I study the Toltec way, right? Or, or what I've learned in very small bits and pieces. The Toltecayote. Yeah. It's just the dream, mastering the dream, right? Mastering your daydream and your night dream. Knowing that life is chaotic, but you stay humble and happy. No matter what. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I read in a book, a lot of Indios said that the colonization was the worst curse ever bestowed on the natives. And some warriors say that was the best gift because I can find my way back no matter what. And that's what this ball game is doing. It's making people find their way back. Yeah. Right? And finding their way back and they hit a brick wall going, this is a tough game. I can't just go play baseball or basketball and just start shooting the hoop. It's like, whoa, it requires physical endurance. It requires a toughness. It requires strategy. Technique. and Technique. And, you know, a lot of people who may have experienced the sport uh, elsewhere, sometimes they, they, they go full throttle and they hit the ball because they see somebody else hit the ball, you know, and project it 20, 30, even 50 feet into distance thinking, I can do that. Mm. Well, it's not that easy to hit a heavy ball. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have um, different balls of different sizes, right, um, to be able to kind of transition people into, into the sport. Uh, and that's why we make also soccer balls available, you know, and other types of balls available for people because, um, you know, not everybody is going to be able to, to take the impact uh, yeah. of an eight-pound ball. When brand new people come and their first day they're trying to do that, and we're letting them know start with the soccer ball, and you know they're very insistent on doing it. When this ball hits them, you know even at 50 miles an hour, even if it's like 10 feet, they get knocked out. Like their wind gets gets knocked out, and if it comes at you either far far enough or fast enough, it's gonna break a rib. It, for it, sure. it can hurt you. <laughs> it can hurt you. That's what I'm talking. That's what I love about this game. It's like almost like the intensity of football, but. If you're the padding, but yeah, without the padding, without the padding, this is the only yeah. padding. And if you're have. more through chai enough, if you get it right, wow, you 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 emerge from this game victoriously, victorious. Yeah, that's 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 not that's why I'm not calling it a game because it seems like our culture back in the day tested your will, right? What is inside, deep inside, not the superficial. I'm cool, I understand, I have knowledge, I'm strong. No, what's inside that? That's deep. That's deeper. Like the maestros or the, or the people that put together this game said, this one right here, this one has something like, kind of like Luke Skywalker. Remember they said he had the force, right? <laughs> the force, yeah. I'm sure there was plenty of those type of individuals that they... We might have called it Desca, you know, or Descalipoca. Right, the Desca, right. Willpower. Just so that people could conceptualize, though, you know what I right. mean? And 
and the toughness and the physicality and the endurance and the strategy that's involved with this game is mind-blowing. And, and there's some people who actually, what's amazing is that when they hit the ball, they hit it so graciously and that when you realize it, like, wait, wait a minute, you just hit that ball 10 feet mm. in distance at, on your first try. How do we recruit you? How do we get you to come back to practice? Because yeah. eventually, you know, because that 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 that's that's like almost like we talked about that genetic memory. It yeah. comes so natural. Yeah. And there are people who, who who may practice or you know play, you know, for 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 weeks and months or even a year and still are finding it difficult to find that rhythm, mm. right? I mean, and in hitting the ball, you know, uh, and so that's why again, you know. We want to encourage people to come to our practices, to check it out, you know, um, you know, experience it. Hopefully someday we can kind of, you know, um, do a live session you know, or do a part two and do something live mm-hmm. and, and get some of your fans to come out at one of the local practices. Oh, that, you know, this this podcast is going to be replayed on 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 uh, Spotify forever. I mean, until we take it down. But um I'm glad that you shared where you guys play, but share your handles for your IG yes. so that, that people get right now can start following you and at least just follow the page. And I'm sure you guys break down little videos about the meaning of the game and, and all that stuff, because this is the most important part of the game that I saw talking about it is the communication that happened within it. Like the community all comes out. So it's kind of like when... Um, um, oh, fuck. you know when the elites have these retreats, right? The Bilderberg Group, right? <coughs> you want to give them the handle? It's private. So uh, we actually are ca.ajupeme.usa. I believe you have uh, a tag there. So it's ca.ajupeme.usa. Um, so we also, ha- you can find us on Instagram, Find us on Facebook. We do have a, a, a YouTube channel as well. We get to um, put some things there as well. Uh, but mostly, uh, most of our social media gets um, published through Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Uh, and we always let people know um, that if you show us that you're following us, we'll hook you up with a sticker. Nice. So, you know, we ask for a donation for the sticker, but if you show us that you're following us, we'll hook you up with one of our vinyl stickers. Nice. Yeah, so um, I'm sure they're available at your practices. Yeah, well. they do. We definitely have, and again, that's where people come in and you know show us that you're following us when you see me um, or you see one of our players at, at our workshops, and we'll hook you up with a sticker. Look, I have to say, I'm sure Zero could agree. I have more respect for this ball than any modern day sports ball you can imagine, right, Zero? Well, it's like not this. It, there's so much wisdom and and just. Man, I just can't explain it, Zero. Like, I'm looking at this ball, and I'm and like, yo, just touching it, it's an honor. And, yeah. and not yeah, only that, it's not, not, a perfect, it's not a perfect sphere. You know, when, when, you, see, when you see the ball itself, right, um, it, 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 it almost looks like a, a, a lava ball, if mm. you would say. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's a lot of imperfections. Right, um, and, which, and which probably affect the bounce, and yes, and so when, and not only that, because it is like uh, literally made out of rubber, solid piece of rubber. When it bounces, and if it hits as it's spinning, it turns into the shape of an egg. 
in the oh, air. Oh, dang. It turns into the shape of an egg in the air as it's moving through. So it's know, like hitting a balloon, kind of. It, it, you know, have you ever, you ever, when you're throwing like a water balloon fight? Yeah. And you throw a water balloon and, and, it, and yeah, it, starts it starts to, to spin. get oval and stuff. Well, yeah. when, when players hit it really hard, it starts to spin this way. And then imagine as now the ball is spinning and then it hits the cement or it hits a small crack or a rock, that ball doesn't go straight. It can go that Damn. way. And it, if you're standing there, bam. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's why, again, when we do our workshops, we always ask for volunteers to help us and you would think monitor like how, the audience. Yeah, how, how would you get that ball? <laughs> well, with your hands, number one, <laughs> with your hands face. closed. <laughs> with your hands, <laughs> not, your, not yeah. no, oh. not with your hands closed, because your hands open, that means... Oh, dang. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I mean, just, I'm blown away. And you figure, like, how, how could they get the ball to go that fast where it's actually you know changing shape oh you, you know as show you some videos. Oh, we have some videos no I, but in I the popol vu in the uh, popol vu they show the hero twins and he has his leg up and his leg out which means like he's jumping yeah like oh, he's yeah. running yeah and jumping and hitting that it, it, it's kind of like jumping into the air and then doing a chiripiorca yeah, like but <laughs> running <know> like <laughs> like I could imagine like somebody going oh wow I got it Boom, and hitting it that hard. And then the shape of it, like oval even the shape of it, the oval shape, I mean, it reminds you of like the Milky Way galaxy, right? That's right. It's mm -hmm. in this. That's right. It's, it's all related celestial. to the universe. And, and again, and I think that that's something that it is a celestial ball game. You know, uh, there there's so many different components to it. Um, you know, the mythology <coughs> is understanding that. And I think what, that's what we're trying to do is is continue to, to work with different uh, people who are researching, who are playing, who are, or, or um, who are studying. We, there's a professor uh, out of Cal State LA who does a lot of research, and uh, we were supposed to do uh, a presentation uh, in one of the academic lectures he was coordinating. But because of the, it started right at the pandemic, then we weren't able to 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 do that. And he has a lot of extensive research. Again, there's a lot of different people we've been collaborating with. And so, and that's what we want to continue to do, is continue to work with different people who have an understanding of, uh, of Ulama. Right. And, uh, and again, if, if you're out there, uh, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you know how you can help us, uh, if you can contribute, if you have skills on, on making regalia, if, and you have skills uh, with feather making, making shimalis, uh, making... Uh, you know, the shoes, again, we have Masatli footwear, uh, anything that you can help us with, you know, um, you know, welcome, you know, you're welcome uh, into into the association. And we consider this almost like a potluck, you know, uh, right. where we can all bring chucherias, if you would say, to the potluck. But if everybody brings something delicious, delicious we're going to have a feast. Absolutely. And everybody can eat. Everybody can enjoy. Everybody, there's enough for all of us. I could just only imagine myself, man, as I get deeper into the sport, I'll just be like, yo, how can I get one of those balls, man? <laughs> I want to just... Hey, part of our association, you got to start a team. But, I, but that's what, what, what I love We're looking about for captains. Sport. We're looking that for captains. We're looking for state delegates. Seattle, Washington is a new delegation that is emerging. Team this year, team, we need it's team such managers. such a sacred ball. If you guys know Jake yeah. Prendes, we're hopefully collaborating with Nepantla Cultural um, Art Gallery. 
out in Seattle, Washington. Uh, and, you know, we're hoping to establish the delegation and inauguration out there, um, uh, out of Nepantla. And so anybody out there in Seattle is interested, well, um, we have a candidate already. And so, again, there's New Mexico, Albuquerque. They're known as the Macanas, right? Um, you know, um, so we have a team out there as well. So, you know, we have teams uh, in... in uh, in uh, Salt Lake, uh, Utah, Damn. right? So, uh, and so, we also have. If you're too far away from here, but you're closer to Tijuana, well, we have a brother also in Baja California, right? Alejandro is out there in Baja California, right? So we we have multiple. That every state in Mexico has a delegation. Every state now has it, and they're all part of a hope. That that's a powerful statement, right there, because it's not a game that has gone on to white hands. Right, it it doesn't have a uniform and a stadium and a because it doesn't fit into the Roman paradigm. It it doesn't fit in that. It's far beyond its far its conception. You know, it's just not. Don't even put it in that realm. Um, That's why when you ask, like, you know, or will we ever consider being like at that level or like you know or those leagues is like, dude, this goes way beyond. It's mm -hmm. gonna be like. Worldwide, you know, because yeah. the philosophy behind it encompasses all of the earth. Right. It really does. And I think that there has to come a time by for indigenous folks, indigenous people, indigenous whatever, to come together and sanction their own understandings, right? We don't need a stadium. We don't need to to have their versions of things. That's because we, we already have them. Yeah. They've been here. Yeah. We just need to renovate them. Absolutely. You know, it goes back to what I'm saying is like today we see them. We can't help but see them like the ruins, right? Oh, look at the ball cores that they made. Mm -hmm. We always say day, day, day. Mm -hmm. As if day. we were extinct. Yeah, we're there. We're it's right there. You know, That's it's the like point. going back to the history books, like what the Spanish wrote is like when the Spanish came, they, they thought that these cities were made out of gold and platinum. Why? Because they were polychromated. Mm -hmm. That means that they were painted, mm -hmm. right, in these beautiful colors and in silver and gold. Today you see these, um, you know, these archaeological sites, and there's no color to them. There's no service going to them, mm -hmm. right? We need to um, regain all of that, and that's that's the goal that we're trying to do. Right. And you know, we uh, I, I want to be able to also establish that you know we are working and trying to um, establish a dele uh, not a delegation but a ball court, mm. and you know, and if we are able to do that, and, and something that we have aspirations for. So much more, dude. I'll totally get behind a campaign to build something like through that. the blessings, too. through the me blessings too. of the. Wouldn't of that be like crazy? That dude? would be like amazing. LNA is like, <laughs> yes. we sponsored this. Well, there's or a as lot. much as we can. I mean, the blessings of even, the Tongva, and it's not even Mission. it's not even LNA. It's not it's not the it's the LNA community coming together that's with right. resources. With well, there's a lot of projects. There's a lot of projects that we can collaborate with. You know, um, I, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but um, you know. Um, you know, LA is uh, working on creating something called La Ruta Maya. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Uh, it's going to be out uh, in MacArthur, MacArthur Park. Park. And so it's going to have multiple blocks and it's going to have, um, you know, hieroglyphs. And it's so going to be the way, it's going to have a gateway, the way that, let's say, Chinatown has, right? So there's a committee already. We're part of that committee. And we we are going to hopefully uh, collaborate in trying to be the the ball game, you know, um, 
you know, delegation or players uh, and, and find what other ways that we can participate, you know, in, in, in contributing to um, the creation of La Ruta Maya in L.A. Mm. And so there are going to be different um, communities out of L.A. County that are going to have um, particular ethnic, cultural-based emphasis, right? Uh, the way that, let's say, we have, again, Chinatown, we have, you know, communities that represent Korea. Armenia. So, or Little Armenia. But this one is going to be uh, the street lights, the, the, the streets are going to be painted, the, the, the walls, the facades of the buildings. Um, there's going to be a whole renovation. A lot of money is being invested mm. in creating this. And it's going to be here in L.A. Mm. And it's beautiful because, um, you know, we need to be behind a lot of these projects. And I'm hoping that part of that could also lead to, right, and also, so, you know, reaching out to those uh, elected officials that are, you know, allocating funds and trying to see, hey, you know what, we want to see a ball court here at MacArthur Park. There's space for it. There's space for it, uh, you know, uh, and so, you know, and, and being able to do that. And again, meeting and networking with the, with the, the people who have access in, in being able to make things happen, that's very important. And so, you know, when we present it and when we present information, you know, we want to be able to present it in, in, in a way where we're also, um, uh, you know, part of the narrative. We want to be included in the narrative because it is essential to be a part of writing history because, unfortunately, history has been his story, right? And it's not been our story. Uh, her story is very much excluded because she was not allowed to read or go to school. Right, so uh, it's very important that we take uh, our, know, story. our story and, and write our history, which is why, again, documenting, uh, doing, you know, LA Native podcasts, again, as you mentioned, it's going to be historically documented. It'll be there. And this is, this is part of what we want to do. As an association, um, we want to prevent the extinction of the sport. And our goal here in California, in the U.S., and and internationally is to teach people how to play the sport, right? And to give people an opportunity to play the sport. And this is why our practices are free, right? Uh, when we work with parks, we, we'd like to give them the opportunity, right, to hopefully lend their space. So if you have an open space, a warehouse, or, you know, you're a director of a park, um, again, you know, Parks like to charge us. We've gotten kicked out of parks because well, these parks are only available for the basketball courts, for basketball teams. And you can't play here because that's only allocated for the baseball or for the soccer. But what about Ulama, right? Uh, you can imagine 2,000, uh, you know, baseball fields and soccer fields and uh, basketball courts. But imagine 2,000 Ulama Lisli courts, right? Uh, and and that's, that's something that, you know, we're aspiring but it's going to start with the first one. Right. right. I think we should start documenting all the people like kick us out or like want to allow us to play in their spaces. <laughs> <laughs> so they remember. But, you know, and, and but again, we've had a lot of support, you know, um, you know, there, there are a lot of people who are supporting us. The city of San Fernando uh, is, uh, and the com city commissioners, they've actually helped us a lot, you know, in, 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 in recognizing June 20th as uh, Mesoamerican ball game day. So, and that's pretty dope, you know, uh, and, and we're trying to work with other people, 
um, you know, artists as well. Like, you know, um, there's a brother, you know, at the Ramona Gardens Project, Raul. I don't know. I forgot his last name. I know he's my tocayo. Um, but he has a mural that has the Mesoamerican ball game uh, at the Ramona Ball Court, um, you know. Chose. Uh, I think he's Chose. We know him as Chose. Oh, Chose? Okay. Yeah, he's right Yeah, and I know, I know that it's, it's right there in the indoor basketball court. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, we need more murals and more artists to represent the ball game in their art, just like we have different aspects of our art represented. We need hip-hop artists to talk about it in their poetry and in their music, you know. Uh, you know, and to 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 recognize that as like it needs to be a part of our everyday narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, uh, my daughter. You know, I, 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 my, my, I have two daughters. Uh, my my daughter Sochipili. Um, you know, she talks about you know whenever they bring you know sports day, she brings her ulama t shirt, <laughs> and I love that. You know, mm-hmm. because again, she's she's showing them that this is something different. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and, and she's introducing it to the principal. She's introducing it to her teachers, to her classmates. And she's in first grade, mm-hmm. you know, and she's been doing this since she was in kindergarten mm-hmm. and even in, in pre-K, you know, she would show up and, you know, show up with a sticker or show up with, you know, and talk and about it. And everybody else is in Dodger and, and, and all that. Yeah, and everybody else has all these other sports, uh, you know, you know, Fenilia, you know, you know, logos, and that's cool and all. But, you know, she's, she's OG, you know, and, and I love that, you know. And, and so, and, and I think that that's something that I we want to be able to give people the opportunity to to do in their own way. Like, how can you contribute, right? How can you share, you know? So please make sure that if you're if you, if you watch five ten minutes to not only subscribe to LA Natives but also you know you know uh, follow us and like us on Instagram and and, and Facebook and, and share it with other people. You know, share it on the group pages that you that you're connected with. You know. Uh, and, and let people know if you're organizing a festival, us. you know, if you're organizing a community festival, you know, um, you know, uh, you you want us to do a presentation, please let us know. I mean, we would love to be able to to do a presentation at Chicano Park, you know. Absolutely. So you we know, have so before we let you guys go, let's take a question from the audience. Sure. And this is a good one. This is from Word First. Uh, if I wanted to start a team with your organization, how would I go about it? Um, there's an interview process and there's a formality, right? And so uh, questionnaire, you know, pretty much asking um, what's your objective, you know, um, uh, behind creating the team. It's, uh, and there is a lot of responsibility and, uh, and part of that is, uh, you know, reviewing the documents that we have uh, presented and being able to, uh, to take that initiative. Right. It's not about like, yeah, I'm going to start a team and, you know, I'm going to just coordinate a practice. It's it's a lot more. You know, it's also going out and, you know, creating a logo, you know, maintaining social media uh, platforms and promoting um, and and going under a probationary period because the ball takes several months to make. And it also takes several months to get here. Um, And so uh, there is a there is a process and the process takes about six months to 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 complete. And so, um, and, and again, there's formality behind it. And males and females could be captains. So I just want to throw that out there, right? Yeah, but Absolutely. we um, we motivate people to, if that's something that they aspire to, Please let reach us know, out to us. you know, yeah. as soon as possible, because um, this is what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to establish, you know, other state delegates. We're trying to establish teams. We're trying to establish, um, you know, um, other managers. So the faster we can help you achieve that, that's that's our end goal. And, well, and you can always call me, or I prefer to you text me, 
right? Um, you know, text me directly, 818-723-5200 at 818-723-5200. And that's how you can reach out to me and we can establish an appointment. And again, an interview process, uh, you know, uh, takes place. And it's with um, the national representative, myself as the vice president and the national trainer, right? And, um, and, and we try to the objective of creating a team where would it be located because if it is central to where we already have an existing team then you would be a part of a delegation if you want to uh, all create a, a team out of California well then again I'm also the state delegate so we would have to coordinate right so and again you would have to also come to our practices we go to your practices and again it, it's about collaborating and, and that's very very important um, and, and, and consistency and even there beyond, you know, beyond just having players, anybody that's interested in contributing in any way, whether it's, you know, arts and crafts, whether it's like drumming, um, taking pictures or videos, whatever you feel, if you just want to belong or be part of this movement, let us know. Absolutely. Well, just want to let you guys know that uh, always remember that our LA Natives devoted viewers and listeners will have your support. That's just like how me and Zero have your support, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I just want to thank you guys for coming and sharing so much. It just seems like we just even scratched the surface on, on the actual game and oh, yeah. and what it means. I mean, if and you had questions, man, for every single question, we can go on for hours. I, I would imagine because it's so complex. You know, the fact that the ball changes shape in the air, um, that was a big, you know, I'm, I'm still mulling over that. The way it's made. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's how tough. You have to be to play this game. It's it's not an easy game. It although you see people play it, like I see it on YouTube, and then the guy's like, "Do do," and he just goes to the floor, and he's like, "Because they've been doing like, it since they're little kids, you know." Yeah. yeah. But then you know you hit, you, then you feel the ball, and you're like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't make physical sense that this dude just like smacked this eight pound bowling ball." Across, across, across. 10 there's 10 12 pound balls yeah you know? I, yeah some of them are pretty big the, 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 some of the players in, in, in mexico um and as some of the players get more experience and more experience they want a heavier ball mm. it's kind of like a weightlifter uh who wants more weight mm. you know as they're bench pressing and they're, mm. they're lifting so um there's a ball that's uh, i think it's 12 pounds and it's the size of a basketball i mean you're talking about almost double Wow, the circumference of this—that's like that's that's intense. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably just I'd be hit it a few inches. That ball moves you. you know? <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, uh, just imagine, just <laughs> one degree off. Of <laughs> oh, your ribs are gone. Yeah, like one degree. So like you know, there's a lot of warriors out there, males and females out there, and I know that you're very athletic and you you're always looking for a challenge. Uh, or if you want to experience something new, please hit us up. You know, uh, check us out. You know, we're at ca.ahopeme.usa. Um, you know, come to our practices at El Carrizo Park on Saturdays from 10 to 12. In the summer, we go a little bit earlier because, you know, San Fernando Valley, we get that 110, 115 degree weather. Right. So, right. so we start a little bit earlier. Well, I'm sure if they follow your page, they'll know exactly yeah, what's that's happening. Right. <clears throat> so look, appreciate you guys coming in. Such an honor. Zero, any last words? Absolutely. Well, it was an honor to have you guys here. It was an honor to talk about this beautiful game that was given to us thousands and thousands of years ago. It's very clear 
that it's a community-based game mm -hmm. and that your heart um, goes all in physically, mentally, strategically, you know. And that sounds like what you guys are doing, you know. You guys are forming a home base where someone can get information or someone could be a part of something. Mm -hmm. But I want to inspire the community to just sync with that game for a minute. That if you're talented enough to go play basketball or strong enough to go play football or um, try this game if you are of indigenous descent. And not don't try it as a game in which you're going to become the star. But think of it as a game that the universe allowed you to be a star mm. in this constellation. Yeah. Right? Not, not, yeah, no. not I have to be the star, mm -hmm. but you are one of the stars, mm -hmm. like in Orion's Bow or mm -hmm. in the constellations that we so much revered. You guys are one of those. You guys are, you guys represent that. Thank you. It's sacred. It's sacred. This show is sacred. Take it inside your heart. Let that will that comes with this ball start to resonate inside of you. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Yeah, it was cool. It was felt guys, short. You guys were super natural, bro. Yeah. It felt fucking short as fuck. Like it was like we could have no, went honestly, on. Honestly, we could have went four hours though. Yeah, easy. And the think people would have still kind of hung in there. Yeah, we were peaking. We always peak, like as we as we time out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we had about 35 lives, uh, right? And that's live. And then some, some, some shows, like this one, I have a feeling is one of those shows that's going to just, you know, like we did an Iron Jacket show, and, and that one took off to like what? That's our most popular show. Yeah, yeah, so that's like a 1,200 views or something like that. <laughs> but um, so this show, I feel, <laughs> you know, there's something magical that happens when you start talking about a subject that's outside. And then it's especially in the space that we created, which is a decolonized space. Yeah. Like but everybody. Don't mind, can you Oh, yeah, add it to the back yes. metadata because you know it's all about keywords and Google yeah. and having right. a crawl and stuff. So he, he, he has it. He already has it. Yeah. As a template. It's all about keywords, right? And having a crawl and having these related to a certain video on Explorer. Yeah. Stuff like that. San Francisco. Manos, Manos Mexicas. There it is. They're already, they're already sharing. Nice. So you see, like. This might be the first podcast ever that covers a, a topic like this. I don't know. I've never. I don't think I've ever heard of podcast. I've never came across a podcast. I, I know that there's videos of people just talking about it and, and even saying, hey, um, like just explain the sport and say we would like to one day go to Mexico and get a ball and start practicing. Like imagine 20 years from now, <laughs> and we're deep into this game, and there's two teams that want to come on this podcast and announce their disputes. And we're going to have this game over here. On. I mean, fuck, yeah, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking mind-blowing, bro. Right. That's, look, my, my whole thing with colonization is very simple. And I learned it by understanding the Sonalama, right? The, the Matatumba, 
I, d- I only learned it from him. So that's yeah, yeah, me too. My, uh, my main maestro is... And, and, he, and he's a big supporter Arturo, of Arturo Mesa. Right? I read his book. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... But when you follow that calendar, the 260-day calendar, and you follow it each day, and at the end of that calendar, your focus or you burst 